We are at the end of 2023. It's almost over and we're going into 2024. What's your perspective on that? How are you looking at that? What are you thinking about that? Stay tuned. Oh, hallelujah. Welcome to All Things Apostolic. This is Thursday, December the 7th, and we are having a great, great time in this holiday season. And at my house right now, there are, I mean, uh, there's no Christmas trees, but there's a 10 tons of Christmas decorations. And uh, I guess there's trees there. Maybe you could call them Christmas trees, but it's not like the traditional Christmas tree. But anyway, it is, it, 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 it's the season of happiness, and it's the holiday season, and we need to take advantage of it. And, uh, and uh, today, uh, there are people at my house. They are preparing things. Extra tables have been set up because tonight, this night, yes, this night, Thursday night, December the 7th, is something that we've been anticipating for months. It is our great Christmas fellowship dinner gathering. It's our Christmas fellowship dinner gathering with other ministers and leaders of like precious faith. And there will be uh, several score. There, I, I, I'm not sure the number. Around 60 of us there, I think, will be there tonight that have been invited to have dinner. The doors of the house will be open at 6 o'clock, and at 6.30, dinner will be served. It's going to be a great time. It's going to be a great dinner. And um, these are pastors from uh, Northern California primarily, but there's also pastors from Oregon. There's pastors from Washington, the state of Washington, several there. There are pastors from other outside of the state. There's some pastors from Southern California. There are, um, uh, there will be folks there from Florida. These are just, these are, and, and most all of these people are pastoring churches. There's one there, I think, or two from Nevada. Um, and uh, it's just uh, kind of random, wonderful friends that God has given us through the years. Some of them are young, some of them are older, um, and we are all getting together. We're going to have Christmas dinner. We're going to fellowship. It's going to be a great time. Uh, it's not a time for business. It's not a business meeting of some kind. It's not a political campaign. Um, but it is a Christmas fellowship dinner. And so um, when I get out of the studio and I go home, it will be people scurrying around everywhere. So I'm not in a hurry to get there yet because there won't be any place to go probably. So anyway, it's a great Thursday. I hope your Thursday, I hope your Thursday is, is, is going to be great also. And you say, well, I'd like to be invited. Well, I don't know if you can get there that quick tonight from wherever you're at, but we'd love to have you and uh, uh, let us know. And maybe if we do this again next year, we can work it out where you can be a part of it. It'd be funny if a thousand people said, I'd like to be there. That'd be interesting. We might try to figure out how to do it, no matter how many it was. 
because we believe you can do things. And being with people, you got to love people to do these kind of things. And uh, we love people. We love everybody. We are for humans. You know, sometimes people get so caught up in the politicization of issues uh, like abortion or like um, uh, sexual deviancy or, or something else until, uh, uh, until people hate each other. But the truth is, that's not us. We love humans. We are opposed to, we are enemies of anything that's against humans. So, uh, for example, we're against abortion, but we're not against the people. We are against those acts which destroy people, humans. Uh, and so we are for human life. So you say, well, the baby's not born yet if it's abortion. You, well, it is human life. Wouldn't you think that it's human life? If it is life, I think we would all concede that there's life even before birth. But we certainly wouldn't think it's some kind of animal or some kind of plant growing in the womb. No, no. We all know it's human life. Well, we are for human life. Nature's for human life. That's why reproduction is the strongest uh, compulsion that is found in mankind. So we're for humans. We want humans to be full and whole. That's where holy comes from. H-O-L-Y comes from the same root as W-H-O-L-L-Y. So to be holy, H-O-L-Y, is to be whole, body, soul, and spirit, and to be completely pure, transparent. There's no hidden things in these people that are uh, secret or that are devious. So anyway, uh, this is going to be a great time. The decorations are there. The food is being prepared. It's going to be an incredible time of fellowshipping. We wish you could be with us. And um, while we're doing this, it, it's, you, it's at this end of the year. It's like we're doing this at the end of 2023. Uh, we may go back and recap and reminisce a little bit about what has taken place in 2023. The successes, the joys, the victories that we celebrate, the sadnesses, the losses that we have experienced. It's healthy for us to go back and ruminate a little bit on those things and decide what that means for us going forward in 2024. And uh, the great thing that people talk about this time of the year is how the slate is clean. Everything that we are dealing with the new year is like wiping the chalkboard clean. And we're starting in 2024 with an opportunity to make good out of that, which perhaps in 2023 may not have been so good, or it may be several years of things that have not been so good. But now we're coming into 2024. And so our, this is our view of it. And so the slate is clean it's ready for us to write new history on this with our actions. So what are you so what are you thinking about when you think about 2024? What are you thinking about? Well, here's how my mind goes. My mind first goes back way beyond 2023. 
at, at, at the holiday season, especially Christmas and December, I go back and I think about the places I've been, the first place that I ever pastored a church. That would have been in about 1966. And I was about 21 or two years old. And um, I would have been 21. And uh, it was a little church way up in the mountains. I mean, high in the Sierras. Sierras. And it was cold. Uh, and the snow there, would it would snow, significant amounts of snow there. Um, and the, you'd freeze if you didn't, if you stayed outside and wasn't covered up properly. And uh, in that little house, we had an oven uh, that was gas, but we had we had no heater, and except a wood stove. And so this old wood stove set in there. There was no insulation in the cabin. It was a cabin. Uh, this was the parsonage. It was a cabin, and the church was right next to it, and it was probably seat 100 people, maybe. Uh, and it had no heat except an old wood stove. Now, I may be old, but I'm not that old. That's that's like the old days, even when I was 21. And I would have to get up in the morning before anybody came to church and go over to the church and build a wood fire in that stove and get it really going. And sometimes a stovepipe was loose. It would come loose and smoke would the glory of the Lord, the smoke from the fire <laughs> would fill the building. And then I'm opening the doors to let it all out, and then it's all cold again. It was, it was pretty challenging, but uh, we would get the building warmed up. At home, we had to build another fire with wood, and we ran out of wood in the middle of the winter. All of these things, I, I get to thinking back to these things, back to the early days, what it was like to spend Christmas where, where did we spend Christmas while we were there? Well, we left and drove down to my in-law's house, which was three or four hours away, and uh, spent Christmas there and then came back. Uh, I think about the people we won in that little place and uh, people that, that would have never known God if we weren't there. Now, really, we weren't the pastor but nine months because our job was to take care of it until somebody else that was still in school, but older than I was, that they were going to graduate from their college and then they were going to come and take this church. So we were only there kind of interim for uh, those nine months, but I never forgot it. Had to drive 25 miles to work uh, and uh, in the snow, in the rain. Um, it was challenging. It was, it was challenging. So I think of those things. And I go back and I think of early, other early things in ministry and then the difficulties and the challenges that God has brought us through. Has he brought you through anything? I mean, when I think of what God has brought me through, what God has kept me from, what God, how God has blessed my family, the blessings of God. It's like Brother Von Morton told me one time at Christmas when there was gifts stacked everywhere more than anybody there needed and he said, he said, Nate, the blessings of God have overtaken us. And it's the truth, the blessings of God. Um, uh, the blessings in my own family, God, the, those blessings God has given us has just overtaken us. So we continue 
on a strong a level as we possibly can to commit everything to him because he's worthy. And he blesses us not only with things, but with strength and with uh, continued mental acuity and with uh, uh, spiritual blessings and with uh, productive ministry. Uh, all of these are blessings of God, which, which gives you meaning in life and purpose that you're doing things that matter and that make a difference. All of this is some of the thoughts that I have in my mind today as we move towards 2024. So what does 2024 hold for each of us? Nobody really knows. But we have to make some plans. So what kind of plans are you making for 2024? Are you making plans to be blessed and to be a blessing? Are you making plans to go into defensive mode and hide somewhere and hope you survive? That's not the way to go into 2024. It's to go in in the victory of Jesus Christ. It's to go in with optimism and faith and hope in life. It's not to go into it uh, hating or uh, being resentful of other people and the blessings that God's give them. Uh, it is a time to lay all that aside how about let's grow in a level of maturity that maybe none of us have been to before. And if each of us do that, it's not only going to be a better world. It's going to enable the kingdom of God to go forward on a level that heretofore it has not gone forward on. I believe 2024 is going to be a year of incredible revival. We're going to see churches planted. We're going to see people converted. We're going to see revelation come to people that already love Christ, but they don't really know his fullness. Revelation is going to continue to come to them. It's already started. It's going to continue. And we're going to see things that 25 years ago would have never thought in our lifetimes that we would see. We're going to see them. God is doing it. God has promised it. God is doing it. And it's going to be a great year. So I want you to look at it that way. I want you to think of it that way. And I want you to join us in an optimism and hope and faith and vision for the future that lifts us up rather than leaves us depressed and sorrowful because God is with you. He is with you. Now, I want to say this in closing. Some of you uh, have experienced trauma on a level that really language cannot articulate. But that doesn't mean you have to live in defeat. You have to, you have to, you have to drag those pieces together, and you got to say, "God, I have trust in you." The fact that I cannot understand everything that's happening to me is not grounds for me to lose my trust in you, because the the world, the universe, and all that happens and what causes things to happen is larger than my scope of understanding. So I cannot judge these things with the scope of my understanding. I have to judge these things in trust of God that he will take care of me and that every situation is not beyond him. He is beyond every situation. And that as long as there is life, there is breath, there is hope, and God will give us answers. So don't let this holiday season be something that you get down about. Let it be a great time of respect and thanksgiving and reverence for God. 
a great celebration of the birth of the Savior of the world who conquered death and burial and has resurrected and has been glorified and lives as the leader of the universe. A human who resurrected from the dead now lives as the leader of the universe, and that's Jesus Christ. As to his spirit, he is God. As to his flesh, he is holy man. And so that is our leader. And if he's not your leader, then you need to join us in this season and say, Jesus, I want to, I want to come to you and I want you to come into my heart and I want you to fill me with your spirit. That's what the Holy Ghost is, is the spirit of Jesus Christ. Why do we say ghost? Because he died and his spirit has come back. <laughs> Sounds like a ghost. So the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit is the spirit of Jesus Christ living in our hearts and in this Christmas season, we need to celebrate that as never before.